MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting and combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. So, download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones <laughs> on the Volume Podcast Network. We are recording uh, live. Hey, we're just getting ready for the playoffs. We're switching the schedule up a little bit. It's not a crime to get ready. Is it a crime to get ready for the playoffs? I don't it's think so. It's about to be the most wonderful time of the year. Got to get in the spirit. Yeah. Shit. No jury in the world would convict us of getting ready for the playoffs. Switching the recording schedule up a little bit. Sunday nights. Live on Amazon Amp is Monday. It's uh, Sunday, March 26th. If you're listening to this not on the live, it's uh, Monday, March 27th. Most likely, I guess. Shit, maybe you're listening to it two years from now. I don't know. That's Jesus, possible. Ain't no telling. I hope not. Maybe. Bro. Yeah. This not this episode. We're gonna not grow so much. Could you like us two years ago was not this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. That's true. That's yeah. true. We'll yeah. probably keep growing and evolving. You know? Yeah. Uh, that voice you hear is the uh, dulcet tones of LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. You make me sound so sweet. I like that. What's it, what does that even mean? I don't know what it means. It just sounded good. Dulcet? Yeah, yeah. 
It means you have a caramel voice. It okay. means you have like a ooh, like sound. It means you sound like a jazz saxophone. Oh wow, that's a lie, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Bubba's? <laughs> Very dulcet and, to me, right? And the other voice you hear is the smoky soprano of <laughs> Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. <laughs> hey everybody, how's it going? <laughs> I'm Guardy V, aka Mike. Motherfucking Mike, Gangland Guardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh really excited to be talking to you guys on a sunday night you know switch things up getting ready for the playoffs like we said doing it big here in the jenkins and jones factory uh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> what is happening <laughs> let's go let's, let's talk about lebron james is back after a month out with a foot injury he said and i quote Multiple doctors told him he had to have season-ending foot surgery. I don't love hearing that because I feel like that was probably accurate. That that's me? what he needed to do. But he saved the season. He said that after consulting with, quote, the LeBron James of feet, LeBron James is back. <laughs> Gentlemen, has there ever been a funnier sentence uttered in the English language than LeBron James saying he consulted the LeBron James of feet? <laughs> to get cleared to return to playing basketball. That quote made me so uncomfortable, dog. Bro, <laughs> the, LeBron, the LeBron James of feet. Like, listen, you got to understand, man. Like, feet dudes are different dudes, right? Like, I don't Wait. think surgeon. I don't think surgeon when you talk about a, a dude who's a fucking foot fanatic, right? Like, no, it, it, it made me feel uncomfortable. It didn't take me to, to think that this dude is a world-class surgeon. It made me think of, like, the creepiest motherfuckers on the internet like the reply guys in the fucking only fan girls fucking twitter accounts that's what it made me think about if he would have said the lebron james of what podiatry or foot yeah, injuries or like injuries or something right. like that it would have you know what, what he said what he said the lebron james of look left look right feet <laughs> he even felt uncomfortable when feet came out of his mouth nigga you know what i mean he's like maybe i went too far but he was too far to go back you know what i mean um, if you're that podiatrist, you've got to have that printed on a fucking billboard above your practice, right? The LeBron James of feet. Dash, dash, uh, dot, LeBron dot, James. Dot, feet. <laughs> dot, 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 before the feet. Not after. The ellipsis has Did, to go before, not after. Didn't he go to Germany? Was is, is, was that substantiated? Was that yes, verified? He was, or? he was fully on his Mamba mentality um, that Kobe famously would go get his right. knee. Kobe got that goddamn adamantium. You feel me? <laughs> He had the same surgeon that goddamn put Wolverine through fucking Weapon X, <laughs> right. Project X, whatever. <laughs> well, fucking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kobe made himself very susceptible to Magneto, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Your jump shot's wicked, but Magneto can pick you up by that knee and <laughs> twirl you around like a towel. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so like i'm I'm happy to hear that lebron is back uh, i did see someone said he went to germany and got the winter soldier serum injected into his Big foot which is <laughs> probably not far off the truth um i'm happy to see him back obviously wish that the lakers would have won but uh but let, let's let's talk about it we've been a little bit perverted in the group chat talking oh, yeah. about the lakers chances freak nasty <laughs> D'Lo back, you get a healthy run. Um, let's not be reasonable. What's the ceiling for a healthy Lakers team this season, gentlemen? A championship. Let's get fucking... Nigga! And I don't even think I'm being stupid. Like, you know, I've, I've said this before. I think that, 
you know, at any given time in the NBA, there's only like four or five guys who can who are good enough to lead you to a championship. I don't think Bron's the best player in the world anymore, but I still think he's on that tier of guys who can lead you to a championship. So, um, yeah, if, if, if you know, he looked good tonight. I think he had what nineteen and ten. Um, you know, he 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 was what I was really looking for was like you know the change of direction. You mm-hmm. know, how good was he going to be on stopping on the dime or, mm-hmm. or change of direction? He looked pretty good with that. Agreed. So you know, yeah. So you know, this this was one of those frustrating games. It was one of those goddamn carrot on the string on the stick the whole fucking time where the Bulls just had to lead the whole game. The Lakers could never close it. So it was one of those frustrating ass games. But Bron looked good. So you know. You know, that L sucked, especially when every fucking win matters at this stretch. But, you know, I think that they can pull it out. I think they can squeak in. If they squeak in, who the fuck knows? Bro, we got LeBron and AD. We got good guard defense, which is hard as fuck to find in the NBA. You know what I mean? We have shooters. We got guys that can get fucking buckets on their own that aren't LeBron and AD. Nigga. And we, the bench is not bad. You know what I'm saying? My nigga. Chip me, please. Nigga, I am dot, bro. I told Mike put it in the group chat today. I'm like, nigga, I've been there. I just didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> I, bro, you know I love to believe a lot, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Give me a reason to watch these games. Goddamn right, nigga. I think give me chip time. That, that's the that's the you know the high. But I think like, bro, it I, it's not shocking at all for them to make it out the West. I'm not afraid of anybody in the West. You know what I'm saying? Whoever comes out the East, that decides. Like I said, I think the Celts, we could beat them. Sorry, Jackson. I hate it. You know, I'm a Tatum fan. I mean, you know, I love Tatum being from St. Louis, but I think they, I think they fool, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the Lakers. But, you know, Giannis, if they make it out, bro, it's going to be, that's going to be a, a, a hard six games that ain't going to go the Lakers away. <laughs> I was about to say, it's a hard six games. That's yeah, for the Bucks. You know <laughs> for the Bucks win. Congratulations, Giannis. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun, though. And I do feel like the NBA, you, you know, there's so much, I, you know, if you're a glass half full, you say there's so much parity in the NBA this year. If you're glass half empty, you say the NBA is, you know, it's the worst Western Conference we've ever seen. <laughs> you know, pick one. I say there's a lot of parity. I'll say the same. Um, but what the league needs in a year with a lot of parity is they need a true superstar matchup in the finals. And I'm sure that everyone in the NBA head office is rooting for that. You need that. We never got it, right? The the Braun Kobe finals. We need that, like... Giannis versus versus Braun, Giannis versus oh. Jokic, Tatum versus Yo- like we need some you know some sp- Embiid versus Jokic like you need something that's like you can stamp some faces on this next couple years in the NBA. So I'll, I'll be curious to see what's going to happen. You know who it doesn't look like is going to be there is the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who have Big <laughs> gone from saying that the uh, referees cost them a game to looking like uh, a lottery team who played their cards wrong. <laughs> they should have been trying to tank to set up uh, uh, set up Luka with, uh, with Wemby. But um, I, this has been really fascinating to watch happen, man. You had uh, Jason Kidd on television the other night saying that they were, quote, dog shit. <laughs> which is something I say, not an NBA coach usually <laughs> says. I love calling people dog shit, but this is, a, this is the, the coach of the team saying his dog shit, saying we talked before the game about how much the game mattered and we came out and no one cared at all, you know? So uh, what do you guys think of the Mavs implosion? Um, I actually think Kyrie's getting maybe more of the blame than he deserves here. Kind of seems like Luca's got something going on, maybe not being happy with being there or with the moves that Mavs made. I don't know, but what, what do you guys think of their uh, total implosion down the stretch here um i for sure think that you know the piling on on Kyrie is unfair i don't think this is Kyrie's fault but i do think this is the 
fallout from that Kyrie trade. You know, they lost depth, they lost playmaking when when they Size, made that trade. Defense. Yeah, right, right. So so I don't think it's it's on Kyrie. Kyrie's been doing what's been asked of him on the basketball court. Um, but I do think that you can, you know, point the finger at the front office. But at the same time, I, I don't I don't know what 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 what's going on with with the inner workings of that organization when you got a guy like Luke, a guy who you have just notoriously not been able to get him help for, you know, in, in this very young part of his career. And and you have Kyrie on the table. Like, I don't know how you don't pull that trigger to show that you are dedicated to, you know, helping your franchise player, especially especially when, when you know that, you know, he, um you know, contract, you know, renegotiations coming up in a couple seasons and, and shit like this is going to, you know, weigh heavy. So I honestly don't know if you can really even fault the front office for making that trade. But at the same time, it's because of that trade. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the trade was the right decision. You have to get Kyrie in that situation, but they gave away the things that would allow them to win with Kyrie. You know what I mean? They were just mm-hmm. in a, hard, a difficult situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have Kyrie and Luka, and that's it. They have two very ball-dominant guards, and that's it. You know what I mean? They gave away their size. They have, they're a very small team. They have no defense. They can't stop anybody. Those are two really good players, but not two really good players that can win together, and we're seeing that. You know what I'm saying? With just them. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, I mean, it, it doesn't, I'm not too shocked looking at it. I was wondering if it was going to work out, being that they gave away a lot of important pieces, winning pieces. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it's it's been fun on the offensive side. I've seen a lot of cool uh, Instagram clips that I've posted of Kyrie and Luca doing really pretty things, but it hasn't equated to dubs. So, yeah, man, like, it's, I mean, it's not Jackson. shocking. How long until Luca's a, a a Laker Jackson? When is his? Uh, when when does he when does he become available? I think he's available twenty twenty five. I think. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to him. Huh? I got a couple of those photoshops saved already, so I'm I'm fu- I'm fully. The ready. answer is he has a he's under contract with the Dallas Mavericks through the twenty twenty five twenty twenty six season. We got to demand a trade um, then, then, Luca. Then he has a player option. Then he's a player option. After okay, that. we got to do. We got to demand a trade before then, Luca. We, you got to be on the same team as Bron. Yeah, because that wasn't gonna happen in twenty twenty. Bron, I'll show you where all the good hookah spots are in L.A. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be all we'll the be all the up. the LeBron James of feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He'll show you where the LeBron James of hookah is. That statement stunk. <laughs> it stunk. I smelled it. It was a nasty statement. The LeBron James of feet, like, come on, man, come on, Bron. I have a I have a friend who's a foot guy, and he posted a meme a couple of years ago that he still gets made fun of to this day, where it was like, some guys like breasts and some guys like asses. Like, why not some guys like feet? And everyone was like, because they're fucking feet, bro. Nigga. It's not the same. Like, what are you talking about? Bruh. I mean, like, I like feet, but not that's great. That's a wild statement to make. You <laughs> know what, what I'm saying? But there was a meme. That's it was a, like their whole community was like, yes, we've been slandered long enough. There's a foot community? <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. this is a big yeah. deal. What's it's, a more wild statement? That statement or Mike just very casually saying, I have a feet guy. I don't know. I have a friend who's a foot guy. Is what I said. There we go. Oh, did I That's say I'm a foot guy? No. Hey, man, you pulled a bra, baby. I have a, you you know, pulled a bra. I, have a I got a foot guy. guy. I got a foot guy. It's a little bit LeBron of you. Um, I have been seeing a podiatrist for my non-LeBron James-esque feet, but I'm, I, you know, I bet she has an opinion. I bet I, I would love to know what she thinks. Is this the highest compliment a podiatrist could receive? <laughs> 
Honestly, I got a little callus on my foot that's been causing me issues. I need to talk to Brian. <laughs> you don't need what Brian has. You just need you need a. You, I don't need, need to go to a podiatrist. You need a goddamn, yeah, you need a pubis ache, bro. Like you can handle that your goddamn self. I mean, I'll I, I be, I be, I be. You know what I'm saying? It, I think no, I think I let need, it go too long. You need a you need a ten day contract of feet. That's you know what, what I mean? need. Okay, you don't need okay. A, you don't need a first ballot Hall of Famer all time great. You got that's just a. Yeah, that's just a like that's a Europe that's a that, that's a that's a Shanghai contract. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn, you guys got, got Shanghai shark feet, yeah. nigga. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> Damn, all feet are created created equal, nigga. You know what I mean? Um, hey, one thing we wanted to mention, um, you know, I think we we haven't been uh, always uh, pointing this out when we've been re- recording live on Amp, um, but since we are getting ready for the playoffs. Um, hit us up in the chat. Throw throw some questions at us. Jackson had the idea to kind of end each episode chat, with guys. with uh, a question from the chat. So um, you know we are getting ready for the playoffs. We want to interact more, get more questions. We'll be doing more of these records after playoff games and stuff once they get going in a couple weeks. So if you got a question for us, it could be serious life advice. It could be funny. It could be something stupid. Whatever. Throw it in the chat, and uh, Jackson will flag it for us at the end of the show. So. Uh, before we move off of not a, not a question, but in the chat, just to shout out the chat, we have someone saying John needs the Taj Gibson of feet. Oh wow, bro, <laughs> y'all really clowning a nigga. <laughs> Number sixty-seven on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Taj Gibson has some decent years. I'll no, it's it. nothing negative. It's just like you've got a routine, like a you know. A, you say you had a you it's had a, a callus, bunion or bro. What? Yeah, I'm it's not a callus. Yeah, you yeah. I'm, I'm still in a tremor. My hocus are treating me very well. You know what I mean? You got a like, corn. Yeah, you you got got a, it's not a corn. It's a callus on the bottom of the feet. Corn on the Isn't top. That corn are different, bro. Like corns is that's a that's, a that's a big problem in the black community, bro. We don't fuck with that shit, bro. We clown each other for that. I thought that was bunions. I thought what's the difference between a corn and bunions? A bunion is the um the joint with the big toe when when the big toe leans in on the side. That joint is really going crazy. Yeah, that knuckle of the big toe (laughs) going doing. Is that what you call it? (laughs) Big toe (laughs) knuckle. Is that what we're calling it? Can we? Is that does that make sense? That sounds like a great insult. I'll file that one away. (laughs) You looking like a big toe? (laughs) Look at that. Um, all right, before we move off sports, I know Tyler wanted to talk about uh, our guy Logan's Jalen Brown piece that was making the rounds this week. Um, Tyler, the floor is yours. Oh, well, thank you, good sir. Um, but yeah, very <laughs> interesting article on Jalen Brown, who's one of the more interesting guys in the league. Um, shouts to the homie Logan Murdoch. Follow him if you're not following him already. Doing great work at the ring of town business, as they say out in, in Oakland. I'm um, just going to pull up the quote here because I do not want to like misconstrue or, or combobulate this man's words because he was very precise with with <laughs> with airing out his distrust of the Boston Celtics front office. So I'm going to read the, you know, the passage here. All right. The collaboration between Brown and Tatum nearly ended last July. When Kevin Durant requested a trade from the Nets, the Celtics were among the teams to express interest, reportedly offering a package that included Brown, Derek White and future draft picks. KD and JT are friends. They were working out together and whatnot, Brown says. So I wasn't sure what the energy was. I wasn't sure what the direction of the organization was. Puzzled, Brown placed a three way call to Stevens and Tatum. During that discussion, Stevens says he assured Brown that the guard wasn't going anywhere. You just have to have a direct conversation, Stevens tells me of the meeting. And you have to be able to say, this is what's real. This is where we are. Obviously, you and Jason are the two guys that we built the whole roster around. And our every expectation is for us to come and compete together and try to be two games better than we were last year. 
Brown says, once we all got together and kind of talked it through, we all left on the same page. But the actions that was taking place during that time, it just didn't seem like that was the direction that the organization was going in. I don't know. It was hard to tell, at least. For as long as Brown has been in the Celtics, he's been involved in trade rumors. Last month, when Durant again requested a trade, Celtics owner Wick Grusbeck called Brown to squelch any worry Brown might have had. The nearly the nearly endless cycle has left some scars. Brown generally doesn't trust easily, and that now extends to his relationship with the Celtics. It's hard coming into teams and organizations and being warm. They operate on different principles, I think. This is an organization. They look at it as a business where they'll tell you one thing and then behind closed doors, they'll say another and they'll trade you off, he says. They'll tell you we love you and they'll be having like, we're going to trade them next week. I think that's just how businesses run. Like where I'm from in the South, if you don't come through the front door, if, if you don't come through the front door, it's considered disrespectful. I feel like a lot of times when you deal in these corporate spaces, everybody wants to come through the back door or come through it with an angle. So, yeah. Jalen Brown did not miss his words there. He basically said that he did not trust the the Boston uh, front office, and not necessarily because he was always in trade discussions, because he addressed the issue with them, right? And he said, you know, the, the responses that he got back, you know, based on the way that he felt things were moving in the organization, it felt like they weren't being all the way honest with him. And I'm not, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a player who was like, you know, Brown is the co-franchise player. Tatum's the franchise, mm-hmm. right? Tatum's 1A, Brown is 1B. I've, I don't think I've ever seen, like, you know, a co-franchise player just publicly air out his franchise's front office while he's still there. You know, we get these quotes all the time after guys get traded, like, yeah, you know, I don't your family, right. but I know it's a business now. You don't get that when guys are still there. You know what I mean? So that was what was unique about this to me. I don't think I've ever seen a player of Brown's caliber air out the front office of a team he was still playing for and you know, in, in, in such clear terms like that. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it exactly on the head. Like, if you, if you, when you know pro athletes, like they talk about this stuff all the time, then you never hear that publicly about a franchise that someone plays for. and I, but, but I'm glad he said it because in the same way that I'm glad that AD started calling attention to it, I hope more players do it, that like the load management was something that was forced on him by, uh, by the team doctors you know, in front office. I hope players are more honest about this because you see so much fan reaction to player movement and player decisions that disregards this aspect of the experience of being a professional athlete. And anyone who's been in any league for more than one contract knows what this feeling is. Like you just said it, this is not like a rotational player. This is 1B on the franchise's org chart in terms of players, right? right? But he still has this experience of, I know if they can flip me into a true second superstar next to Tatum, if they can flip me into KD, they'll do that shit. If they could flip me into, you know, someone that's available, they'll do that. And and I, I think that someone who's uh, smarter than I am made the point on Twitter, and I'm I'm uh, sorry I forget uh, forgetting who it was, that you know this is also sort of a byproduct of the player empowerment era. You know, the player empowerment era, um, which you know I know all three of us are are very much in favor of player empowerment. It's a top down thing, like everything else in the NBA and in pro sports. So Jason Tatum knows he's not being moved. But even the second guy on the roster of a successful team is every trade deadline feeling like he's got his bags half packed. And I do think that's like a difficult byproduct of this era where you really have 10 or 15 guys that can kind of call the shots on what's happening. If KD had come out and said, get me to Boston no matter what, 
where's Jalen Brown right now? You know what I mean? And that would have been the right decision. I think the only thing he's asked is, for, yo, be up front. Because, I like, of course you would trade me for KD. Like Tatum said before, like, shit, I would trade me for Tatum. Like, KD, like, when it was, like, when, I forget when this was. I think it was during the OKC before he went to the Warriors shit. You know what I'm saying? I think, like, I, I, don't, I don't know why the Celtics would not be honest when everybody knows the truth. Everybody involved. And I think, like, it's, it's not the fact that they would trade him. It's the fact that they wouldn't give him a straight answer. And that makes a ton of sense. Um, but I, like, you, like you were saying, Mike, everybody has to deal with that. Like, I know talking to players, like, off camera, wondering about, you know, how does yes. it feel doing a trade deadline? And they're like, bro, everybody's nervous. Every, but those, like, 15 it, it, guys it, it, you talked your, about. Your wife, your kids, your family, <laughs> right. your mom wants All to, like, you know what I mean? That, it's yeah. everyone's asking. And I think that there's an assumption that the players have more info than is out there publicly. But how many times have we heard guys say, Woj told me I had to change my kid's school? Is, you yep, know, like, yep. like Woj told my wife, you're not going to get to see your friends till the off season. We're, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, didn't, 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 did he say that, Spencer? Yes. He's an 18 point player in the NBA. Nigga, that is, this like, that's like top 50. There's not a lot of people right. scoring like that. And he's hearing shit from Woj or Shams. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it, I mean. That's crazy. It's, it's different, and obviously the guys are well compensated. I mean, it's I, I understand yeah. like no one, no, but you it know. still sucks though. It still sucks, and it's still uncomfortable. And and, and, and I think we can all relate to that. You yes. know what I mean? For sure. But uh, I mean, you, you know, the front office they're put in a shitty situation like that, where I think they feel like they have to be dishonest to a degree, right? Because of course the trade didn't happen. So so what do you do when you if you do have an honest conversation? You know, uh, where you say, yeah, you know, if we can move you for KD, unfortunately, we're going to have to make that happen. Like, you know, you basically tell a guy, you know, you're you're somewhat expendable here, but then it falls through and now we're like, okay, let's get back to chasing this ring. You can't say that to him. I I totally, and I I relate to what John's saying about the honesty, but I totally agree with Tyler. Like, you can't have there be a saved memory in your second best player's head of his boss's boss saying, eh, but if we could make you into someone better, yeah. we, we absolutely would. And I, I uh, Bomani said something about this, uh, about Lamar Jackson, that this is the value of having an agent to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, Bo said, it, he's like, you know, he's like, I love my bosses at HBO, but if I had to be the one to call him a motherfucker when we're negotiating contracts, <laughs> we might not have that relationship. Right, you know right, what I right, mean? Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm with Tyler. I just, I don't think you can put that memory in someone's head. But then you, like John said, like you end up creating a situation where, of course, the guy feels a little bit like he doesn't trust you because you weren't honest with him. I think in this situation is because we all know the truth. I'm not saying everybody because sometimes it's like maybe I don't, maybe. But if KD's available, of course I'm. You know, like he knows that. So, I mean, if I'm him and he's, they're telling me no just flat out, you know what I mean? Not even kind of suggesting it at all. It, I mean, come on. That's, that, that's, that's, you can't trust that. You know? and, and so that's, that's my thing is like you can give him something, you know what I mean, without saying that. Like, yeah, nigga, like right. if KD's on the table, bro, it's fucking <laughs> KD. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like for a guy like him who is a smart dude, like you said, he didn't mention this word. He spoke very, you know, uh, eloquently to what he meant. He spoke exactly how he felt. You know, you feel what I'm saying? And so I don't think like I don't think there's certain people like that when everybody knows the truth or a certain situation where everybody knows the truth, it might help to, you know, be somewhat honest in a, you know, tactful way, you know? And yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think in, in situations like that, you have to know your personnel. You have to know the guy who's exactly. you know, coming to you, you know, wanting transparency and you have to like move from there. And 
you know, from as we can see here, Jalen wasn't buying shit. They were selling him, you know, when, when, when they told him that he wasn't in these trades. Would you dogs, bought so. it? Would you have bought it, Tyler? Absolutely not. Would Hell you have no. wanted a little bit of honesty? I would have wanted some honesty, but I would have, I, I would have wanted, to, like, like I said, the, the conundrum is, 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 yeah, how do you frame yeah. it to where if if this trade doesn't happen, you know, I got to come and get my all. That's why we know, ain't paid the bucks season. and niggas paid that, that are supposed to frame it in a particular way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, we know that this is not going to end up the way that they would want it to. You know what I mean? With him not trusting the fucking franchise and saying it, you know, in a ringer article. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> to get picked up by everybody. Like yeah, so like it's it's you know it's it's a it's a tightrope you 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 walk, but they they I don't know if they played it the the right way, but we I understand both sides. Jackson, I'm curious for your thoughts as a Celtics fan, both on you know the, the larger topic, but also more specifically. I think it's like a funny thing where we all talk about like how crazy and dumb sports fans are. But then, like I told y'all, like you know, then Pat Bev becomes a Laker. It's, I've hated Pat Bev his whole career. I hate like other than his. I love his story, but I hate watching that dude play basketball. The moment he became a Laker, it's like, all right, I guess I'm rooting super hard for Pat Bev until he played now. basketball, and then you hate him again because he stuck it up. <laughs> yeah, so Jackson, I'm, I'm curious for your take as a Celtics fan. I, I know, like, you always sort of hold your breath when an article like that comes out about a guy on your team. Like, I hope he doesn't say some shit that'll get stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Jalen Brown. I think at this point in Jalen Brown's career with how good he is and the, Kevin Durant is kind of old, I don't even think I would wow. trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Really? But He's saying are, that because Jalen Brown is a Boston Celtic. He doesn't want Jalen that like, Brown that's to a, get That's exactly why to I just asked him to give his opinion. I get it. Right. But I think it's a tricky situation because you can't – both sides – just – this is one of the – I think a lot of times professional athletes be like, well, in – this is the one thing I don't agree with. I disagree with Draymond Green on this, where it's like, they're like, well, in if I worked in a tech job, I wouldn't have to deal with this. It's like, yeah, you don't. Though. You work in professional sports, and professional sports are different jobs than everyone else their lives, okay? You don't, it's not the same job. However, this is one thing that I think is overlapping between professional sports and regular jobs, where employees and employers are dishonest to each other all the fucking time. For the good of everyone. Right. <laughs> yes, the best. Your your boss is not telling you, "Hey, guess what? If we find someone who can do your job as good as you for cheaper, we're gonna do that." Right. And you're not telling your your boss, "I'm looking for other jobs." When you are like, that's just the way employment works. Everyone is always looking for the better situation, and and for the most part, that is a successful thing. The problem in, in professional sports is there's different kinds of optics. Like when Kyrie's like, I'm a Boston Celtic forever, man. The fans are pissed. And like, I get that. But like, what's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to be like, I'm going to wait and see? Because then that's more honest. But people are, some people are pissed here. Other people are pissed if you're not honest. Like it's a tough right. spot for everyone, the employer and the employee. So I don't really fault yeah. anyone in this situation. Like Jalen's got to get his money. Jalen has the threat of having to move constantly because of a trade. The front office has a responsibility to make the team as good as possible. Like everyone has their own responsibilities and it's, it's fine. I understand why it's wearing on a man. That has to suck. It's already stressful. Every time a fucking dog is available, Jalen Brown has to look behind his back. Like he's not a dog himself. You know, I mean, he's worked this hard, this hard to be a fucking guy, bro. You know, what I mean, all star caliber quality player. I mean, like you said, there's 15 guys that don't have to worry about it. But, Mike, I love how you how like, you know, adamant you were about for the good of everyone. 
like, nigga, thank you for lying to me. <laughs> well, Tyler's our Tyler's our employment expert, and I guarantee, like, Tyler's oh, yeah. the most honest person ever when he's talking to people he's recruiting and stuff like that. But I know for a fact Tyler doesn't talk to his employer and be like, "You a fuck nigga." This is what's going. Hey, fuck you, nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee he does. Yeah, I, I do not say it in such certain terms as Jalen Brown laid it out in that article. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> But yeah, I think you absolutely do trade Jalen for KD if that could have happened because the whole thing is, um, you know, every, every, yeah, yeah, everyone looks at KD's age, but no, you're working on 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 Tatum's timeline, right? right Tatum's 25 exactly. now. You get you get two, maybe three quality years out of KD. You hope you get a ring in that run, and then you retool with a 28 year old uh, Jason Tatum. That would yep. have been the plan. Jackson knows that. Yeah. It's just, but 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 like that's what's funny. If if yeah, Kevin, it, if he when he thought Kevin Durant, he thought Boston Celtic. Then he would, you know, like if the roles were reversed, he would never trade KD away for Jalen Brown. Of course, of course. <laughs> Everyone values their own team's player higher right. than they are. It's fine. I recognize I have the same. I couldn't player. imagine doing that with KD, though. But hey, I respect it. That's a lot of love for the Celts. MTV's <laughs> <laughs> official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA season is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Uh, tonight, 
Monday night, huge game between the Nuggets and the 76ers. A couple MVP frontrunners in Embiid and Jokic. Fellas, what are your thoughts on that game? Ah. Um, <laughs> ah. That's a good ah, one. That's a good one. <laughs> let, let, let gambling guru Jones put on his thinking cap here. <laughs> um, I'm just, I don't know. I I'm gonna ride the hot hand. Denver beat the fuck out of uh, <laughs> Milwaukee a couple days back, so so I'm, I'm gonna take Denver here. Um, and I'll guess I will take the overs on Jokic. Fuck it. I think Denver wins, but I think Embiid is going to go crazy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'll take the over on Embiid, but I think uh, Denver wins. I think he's taking this this battle very. I don't think he wants anything more than he wants an MVP. We'll see. We'll we, see we between Lejethro Jenkins and Dragonfly Jones, who is the sharper NBA bettor. <laughs> bettor. So don't, <laughs> don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash J&J. That's FanDuel.com slash J-A-N-D-J to learn more. And if you're in Massachusetts, get ready because FanDuel is coming soon. Make sure you check out FanDuel.com slash Mass and take advantage of their great pre-live offers. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. National disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Um, all right, let's talk about um, our guy, friend of the pod, uh, former guest, uh, Hanif Abdurraqib, one of the like best people on Twitter. Um, for anyone who is listening to us who does not follow him, at Neef Muhammad, tweeted out a screenshot of a um, story about a zebra who had escaped. And I'm gonna, I'll just read the headline, and then I'll read his commentary. Ciro uh, the zebra breaks free from a zoo and runs through the streets of Seoul. Zoo officials said the three-year-old has been lonely since losing both his parents and not being taken in by a kangaroo family next door. But there may be brighter days ahead. A girlfriend. And Hanif's comment was, A girlfriend will not help Ciro the zebra unless he confronts and resolves his trauma around grief slash abandonment. If he doesn't, his burdens will become her burdens and then their collective burdens and love will never grow. <laughs> I've retired and I'm an animal therapist now. <laughs> hey, Great all advice. jokes aside, that, that motherfucker is so nice with that pen. That was like really <laughs> some beautiful, heavy, poignant shit right there that he said. Like all jokes aside, though. I hope Which, Ciro yeah, checks I, that advice for sure. Yeah, yeah, Ciro for sure got to tap <laughs> that in. That is great advice. Got to tap in and soak that game and up. For these but young I'm, brothers I'm, listening to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah lean on that you feel me but go ahead that, that's real that's real but um i'm just i'm very much interested in the backstory here like i need to know how he became a, how, an orphan i need to know why he was shunned by the family of kangaroos, kangaroos who he wanted yeah. acceptance from like there's a lot here that i feel like we need to dig into i mean i can't even really fault the kangaroos because for one motherfucker kangaroos from australia zebras are from africa y'all motherfuckers don't know each other i don't know you, you know nigga. what i'm saying like, you know what i'm saying like y'all, y'all motherfuckers fuck do not know each other yeah you know so just because you're both in the desert section of the zoo doesn't mean you're family right <laughs> right exactly yeah, you might be the ass nigga so yeah so i'm i'm very curious i need more information on it. i might do some digging tonight and come back next episode with what i find we'll see that that kangaroo situation like it must have been a doozy for it to actually be mentioned in that 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that like, might have been what broke him. Right, right. right. He just, I just, you know, it's like, yeah. You yeah. feel me? The kangaroos wouldn't fuck with me. I just I just got tired. I can't find love anywhere, nigga. <laughs> he went to a whole different species. They wouldn't fuck with him. Goddamn, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And kangaroos and, 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 are dickheads, too. Like, they are. But kangaroos where, 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 are assholes, bro. Where's the girlfriend? Is the girlfriend, was she out in the wild? Is she like, what? what's going on here? Where? Tune in I, next episode. I don't live think on a zebra's just running through Seoul, though. Like, so <laughs> it can't have been in the wild. I don't know. We need more information. We need more information for sure. Um, I'm interested in the concept of animal trauma. Like we are animals, right? And when we lose a loved one or something, like chemical things happen in our brain and we think thoughts and we can choose to put on certain music and whatever. But the same chemical thing must happen in like a wild animal's brain roughly, right? Like especially... You're a young animal and you lose a parent or something. And so like, but they can't go to therapy. You know what I mean? So like what happens with that? That's fascinating to me. I feel like I might have told you all this story before, but there's, you know, so many times where I think about what happens after we die. What's in the afterlife if there is an afterlife? And something that always hops out to me is y'all remember Coco, the sign, the signing gorilla. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 She had a, and remember she had a kitten that she fell in love with and that kitten died. Right. And, she was very well aware that the kitten was, was, you know, was dead. And, you know, the, the people who used to sign with her, you know, they asked her where her kitten was and she said, comfortable hole. And that shit always fucks me when I think about what's here after, because it sounds, you know, because I think that, you know, there's either an afterlife or there is like a peaceful nothingness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like comfortable hole, like I don't think a gorilla can concept can grasp the concept of like a void of like nothingness. Right. So like like that made me think that you know I think that animals are a bit more tapped into like I think nature that for and, sure. and yeah right I think so that for so sure, yeah. so I'm telling you Coco signing that she thought her dead kitten was in a comfortable hole is some shit that I will always think about when I think about like what's here in the hereafter. Yes, I think animals are more tapped in similar to how babies are more tapped in. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like yeah. So I think that I think Coco probably knows more than we do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean when it comes to what the fuck's going on. In that you know, in this afterlife, you know, or whatever, but but yeah, man, like I don't know, man. The like human perspective is like it's fascinating because we um uh, I told y'all a couple weeks a couple weekends ago we took a boat over to Catalina Island, right? Yep. It's like thirteen miles or something like that across the ocean, and one of the things we did when we were there was we got on this um, submersible boat and it drove around the reef so that our kids could see the fish and stuff like that. But what tripped me out was it wasn't like there were some fish. It was like the ocean was full of fish. Mm. Like schools from, move like one fucking organism, bro. It's yes, so fucking fascinating. And there's fascinating. like thousands of fish in them. But it was like yeah. think about if you looked up at the sky and it was just full of birds. That's what the ocean between Long Beach mm. and Catalina was. There's dolphins, right? Sometimes there's sharks and whales and all this mm-hmm. other shit. And I was just thinking like we're not aware of them ever in mm-hmm. our daily life. Like I've lived right near these fish my entire life and I had no idea, like never thought about them. And they have lived near me their entire life and have no idea maybe that there's even anything above the water. <laughs> and it was just, I don't, it just like, I had a little uh, existential crisis moment <laughs> at 6.30 a.m. on the ferry out there like, <laughs> That's fucking wild. And then you just keep expanding that out. Like, mm. I've got a brain that allows me to see them and process that information 
Whereas they think the submersible boat is just like a god or something that comes and drops food off to get them to come over to the boat. But I don't know. Like it's a, it's a it's a trip. I'm sure there's something of a higher consciousness than us on a universal level or something that's able to process information that we can't. You know what I mean? What trips I don't know. me we're out? The, is- we're the fish to somebody. We're the fish to something. I guess is my point. Yes. What trips me out is there's more going on down there than up here. You know what I mean? Like you thought. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like it, it, it might as well be two totally different existences on the same planet, and like and you they've know, we got talk, more of the planet than we do, and, and they're like sixty about, something percent right. of the planet. And we've spoke to the to the fact that like we know more about the space than the ocean on our own planet, bro. There is so much shit going on under that's wild as hell, bro. But when it comes to animal trauma, I wonder how they deal with that shit for real because like the way they exist is traumatic to me in my perspective. You know yeah. what I'm saying, like. If you're in a wild, like I, to think about an animal in the zoo, I always feel bad for them. But at least they're safe from like predators and whatnot for the most part, right? You know what yes. I mean? But like, like and, living and, in the wild and, is seems more traumatic than actually being captivated, you know, or captive. You know what I'm saying? Which is, which is maybe that's just my perception. But I don't know. I bro, wonder how they deal with that. The daily fears of just existing, you know, as a wild animal. Bro, we we discussed this story before when we talked about that um conserving um um the 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 dude, the dude who ran the um conservatories or whatever the fuck you want to call them for elephants out in Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and when he died, African herds from fucking hundreds of miles away who he like helped foster elephants are different, came though. came and posted up at, at his crib when he died. Elephants are different. And, and just stayed there for like yeah. two or three days. That's yeah. Elephants are for sure like tapped in in a way that I, I think elephants think, yeah. are like, the closest thing own. to spiritual beings on this planet, bro. You know what I mean? The way that elephants will elephants will walk by a a like a like the 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 skeletal remains of a elephant and know they knew that elephant and will stop and grieve. You know what I mean? Like right, right, right. And it's right, just skeletal right. remains. You know what I'm saying? Like the way they're tapped in around them is just crazy, bro. Like it, it just. But it, it, like, have you have y'all ever adopted like a like an abused or like a neglected pet? You ever been around? Like there is like the trauma. It does exist. Like we we adopted a cat that had been taken back to the shelter a couple times, and it legit had, had trust like issues. abandonment issues. Yeah, legitimately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. so anxious. It was, it was Pablo. Actually, it was our cat that passed away. Mm-hmm. He was so like. And then whenever we would pack. When we start packing to leave the house, he would he'd be freaking the fuck out. I've mm-hmm. never had a cat do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it, like it took him, I feel like a couple years before he like relaxed. You know what I mean? Like oh no, like I scratch and... someone. Okay, I don't need to run away because oh, okay, okay. they're gonna kick the shit out of me or something like yeah, that. You know what yeah. I mean? So he did like settle into it eventually. But we 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 talked about that, and actually Maya asked us a lot of questions about that when when that when our cat passed away because we have another cat. Yeah. We're like, did she just lose her like only like reference point? Because we adopted her when she was a kitten. Yeah. Is this cat like the only other thing that's really existed to her? Because we're some other species that brings her food and you know whatever. Is she only like, indoors. She doesn't go out, outside at all. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Because okay, we okay. get coyotes over here and shit. Oh, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like I don't know, but it really really tripped me the fuck out, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, all right. Got real existential <laughs> over. What's the zebra's name? God damn. <laughs> Zero the zebra. Zero. That motherfucker Zero started some shit. Zero is yeah. out of nigga. Someone let Hanif know he got it. He really got us off. Of. But that's what that's Hanif's timeline right there. Hanif's timeline is a tangent timeline. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll get you off Twitter thinking about some other shit. Um, all right. Well, I'm not going to transition off that into 
<laughs> fucking Jonathan Majors. So let's uh, talk about uh, let's let's talk about this hard R thing. Hard <laughs> R. How ridiculous, bro. Okay, there was a clip that circulated a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll describe it because I don't know how many people saw it, but it was like two white podcast hosts. I think they're hosting like a video game podcast or something. But they were Had talking. To be on one of them, yeah, one of them was talking about how. In the early 2000s, the hard R slur was used super regularly. And then it was just like acceptable and you'd see it on Family Guy. And then he said, um, you know, I, uh, I'm i not afraid to admit, like I use the hard R word all the Everybody time. Used <laughs> Everybody used it. We all used it. Used it. <laughs> and, uh, and old boy was but, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, brother. His co-host had spun all the way around on his body <laughs> yeah, like the exorcist. Yeah. Um, and then... Came to discover that the guy who was saying that thought that the hard R was the R slur for, you know, mentally handicapped people. And so, um, first of all, it was a hilarious clip because the guy saw his whole life flash before his eyes as he realized what, what he'd actually been saying. What all had transpired, <laughs> what all according had to transpired. everybody else <laughs> watching. <laughs> um, but, and Char's been keeping me updated on this, it, it's revealed this, like, this is actually a not negligible group of white people that thought that the the phrase, the hard R, referred to what we would call the, the R word. And that is... Really fascinating to me. I, I I told y'all that might be a two Americas. I think y'all had three it Americas. three or four, maybe even five Americas. Three Americas. <laughs> you know, obviously, there's two white Americas. That's some white people shit that white people are confusing. You know what I mean? Because I don't hear niggas in the wild saying hard R. Never hard heard a nigga R. in the wild say that. You feel me? <laughs> like, you, like you said, like we spoke to it before, you know, Mike, it might happen in corporate settings. You know, you might right. you might describe the N-word. I don't even think I, I, I say N-word. I don't know if I've said hard R outside of this right here. <laughs> you know, I, I was no. of talking on the podcast. You feel what I'm saying? Like, dog, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I think that's some white people shit that that white man didn't know. There's two white Americas. Now We're learning about the other shit. white America, man. <laughs> Maybe they are He's the oceanic white whites. I don't know. Like, you see? <laughs> I don't know. That's some post grad white people shit, right? Yeah, there. right. <laughs> interesting, interesting, bro. But that, I mean, come on, like you hard R. You really thought that? Like, bro. You know what I'm saying? You all got the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people. I mean, I, don't know. I mean, look, look. I I believe it because white people know so little about black people. Like we discussed before, like like in a group chat, I was like, bro, watch Jeopardy. <laughs> if you want to know how how black people have to know so much about white people to move in this country and how little they have to know about black people, watch Jeopardy and watch these fucking brain scientists, these lawyers, these college professors, watch them go over five on a black history category. <laughs> right? Like like they don't know shit about it. So us, you're bro. So you're so you're so right about that. It's like this is how much a Honus Wagner rookie card sold for in 1937 and then like the, <laughs> They know to the cent. The, the $100 question about <laughs> black movies is like never heard of friday you know what i mean right. you're like this, this is like <laughs> this preacher from atlanta had a dream do, 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 do. martin luther king it was martin luther king guys <laughs> right. Oh. Right. oh of course of course oh, of course it was <laughs> who is <No>. future <laughs> literally they'll be like who is future i'm really wondering i've never heard of future before <laughs> 
You're bro, so, like, that is such a that's such a good point. You're so, you're so bro, right about that. Yeah, like like like, and it happened because that one viral clip where homie ain't know what the green book was for for you know right right for, right for, for black people to travel safely. <laughs> what did he say it was? Black, the black book because it was a black it's, it's a black category. person, bro. That, that was, it was a black racist. category. This motherfucker said the black book, <laughs> and he said it like the black book. I guess like because they're black. You, could, you know what I mean? Flip, no, but that's so true. That, but that, but that tone of voice is so part of it that it's like I can't believe I'm being asked about this topic. <laughs> right? <laughs> Was it uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Right. who had to be- <laughs> right on Jeopardy? We don't have anything anymore. You know what I mean? Come on, dog. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, I would always love when I was at my grandma's house because she would whoop my ass on Jeopardy, except for when we got to sports <laughs> or we got to anything that wasn't and about Negroes. White <laughs> <laughs> I'll take over here, Grandma. That was my yeah. That was my that was my safe space. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I know an NBA category came through. You're like, oh, easy money, dog. Right, right, right. Best right, of both worlds right. colliding here. Rubbing, rubbing my hands. Together. Turn on jock jams, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tore off the warm-ups. We ready now, baby. You feel what I'm saying? We really, these niggas really created jock jams jock for people jams. to come out to. Like, like middle schoolers, like, play jock jams. I'm like, nigga, bro, Tupac was existing. He had right. songs. You want me to play fucking jock jams, nigga? Bro, like, who let the dogs out? Snoop, we are, we are 16 years right, old. Right. Why are we turning up to who let the dogs Nigga, out? Bro, <laughs> we have the coolest humans on the planet dropping music right now, and you want to play this weird ass shit? Goodness gracious, they probably sold, they made crazy money off that. I wonder how much money Jock Jams made. I, I bet, I bet the child of the person who is living fabulously <laughs> from their dad. They well, well, my they, daddy created Jack Jams. <laughs> no, but they, they still, yeah, they still say that's the most, that's the most valuable song you could create is a song that gets put like Seven Nation Army made the White Stripes like a billion dollars because yeah. it gets played at so many sporting events. Like, yes, Jack I wonder Jams how much Snoop made off of Fuck the Mother Niggas. Yeah. <laughs> in high I school like we was running the hell out of that yeah. made a lot of money in Long Beach <laughs> I made a lot of money in Alabama too and in St. Louis my nigga you think uh, alright have y'all heard of Ghost Kitchens I'm excited I never. think Jackson just mentioned he never heard of it okay never so there's a there's a spot in uh, is it in Santa Monica Mendocino John oh yeah uh, I mean it's, 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 there, there are multiple places Mendocino Farms is like a um, sandwich salad place in LA that um, I had for the first time when we were it's doing the elevated live fast food year. guys. Shut the fuck up. If um, if, if, <laughs> if if old girl from Indiana would have sent me to Mendo's, we wouldn't be beefing <laughs> instead of fucking Subway. You know what I mean? But go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so anyway, I, I had it. Uh, we we all ate there when we were up uh, at buckets uh, during the playoffs last year. It was really good. And I was bummed out because there isn't one in Long Beach, and I would like to eat there. I didn't know you liked it that good. much. That's fire. Cool. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. what I'm looking for. It's like a yeah. good sandwich that's not just a deli sandwich. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. So anyway, um, Char told me that they it, it came up on Postmates in in Long Beach, and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And it turns out that what it is because they don't have a restaurant here is what's called a ghost kitchen, which is the new 
form of American hellscape for our culture deteriorating <laughs> into a series of apps, which is this is what a ghost kitchen is. Someone rents a big ass industrial building. They then set up a bunch of different spots inside of it to cook. And you just pretend that it's Mendocino Farms. It's just some dude in there making their recipes and giving them to the Postmates person. You literally can't walk up to it and order food because it doesn't exist. It's just, that's why they call it a ghost kitchen because it just exists only for the app. And I don't know why, but it just seems very uh, dystopian to me. Tyler's Tyler's not trusted at all. This nigga nigga (laughs) like. (laughs) Is is this actually Mendocino Farms making the food or it's like Jim from Well, what is it Mendocino Farms? That, that's what I don't like about it. What is yeah. Mendocino Farms? It's, it's their recipe. It's their recipes. It's like a, it's a collaborative space for different restaurants Shut to make oh money off, <laughs> off the Uber Eats. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I'm like uh, you're you're saying like who's paying the guy that's making the food? Mike, just be happy that there's a Mendo's that you can order from. Look at the good. This world is trash, okay? We know it. Let's not let's not let's not trip off of it, bro. We have ordered from it. I mean, yeah. I will order and how, from it. And but I do delicious. but the ghost kitchen you thing I'm with chicken, Tyler. Chicken sandwich. Come on, but man. But the the, the okay, ghost yeah, kitchen it, thing it, I'm, it, I'm with it, Tyler. It, it, I don't like trust the same? Does it feel like when you ordered from it? Does it does it eat like re- the regular menu? Yes, and it has the packaging and everything too, but it's just wow. Jim in Long Beach in a fucking building by himself <laughs> making this bro. shit and putting it in a bag and handing it to an Uber guy. It's probably robots, bro. Bro, I, I still remember the sandwich I had from that motherfucker. It was a pastrami on rye. That shit was good as fuck. Like, I have very high... <laughs> I hope that sandwich is very high esteem. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And good. I can imagine, like, you order some shit and it just doesn't meet the expectations of no, what you had before. No, he said it's good, like, though. That's, he said it's it good. It was good. It was good. It's the same vibe. It was good, but it's just... But part of what I liked about it was that it's a restaurant. And I walked in and I felt comfortable in there. But you and were ordering Uber Eats. So you wouldn't have been in a restaurant anyway. It's it's Bro, a motherfucker. from our robot it's, made your fucking sandwich, and it was delicious, and you liked it, and you got to deal with it, Mike. You ate at a ghost kitchen, okay? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We probably have all eaten, eaten at a ghost kitchen and not known it. You're not the only one, okay? <laughs> I'm okay, Mike. You're okay. <laughs> you have no response? I had no response to that. <laughs> You make a great point. Yeah. <laughs> like, like how 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 ex- how expansive is this? Because I can imagine there's only certain types of words. Like a sandwich shop. Okay, I can get that. You just need some cold cuts and bread to run run your shit, right? Like, like are there like Jamaican spots that are fucking ghost kitchens and shit? No, yes. we would no, taste it's that. Become a, no, it's become a big thing in Southern California because as people were, hold on, I read a whole article in the they have LA to, Times to, about to me, ghost kitchens. To me, hold it on. feels like it only makes sense to me. If it is like popularized, you know what I'm saying? Like fast food joints that got a. If it like not where I get my Jamaican spot, Jamaican food, it's only one of them on the planet, dog. You know what I'm saying? They're not cre- recreating that quality of food. If You're it's like so I, wrong about how popular I've ghost kitchens the, are, no, no, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, you're not, I'm, you're not going to find a natural lard. I can't order that from a ghost kitchen because there's only one. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're talking about, Mike. Right? Like, I mean, Tyler, right? I've heard of the inverse of this where like Denny's there, there's a place on Postmates or Uber Eats called like the grilled cheese spot or whatever. Right. And all you can get is 
grilled cheese and those are just coming from denny's like the the they're literally just coming from not not like a ghost kitchen literally a denny's and it's, and they just make a grilled cheese hand it to a postman's driver sell it as right. something totally denny's, different so branding and all that denny's. yes yeah, I just texted John and Tyler a picture from one of the stories I read about ghost kitchens. It's just it's just a row of shipping containers with doors on them, and it's just these like fake little kitchens. In these hey man, this ain't it, bro. <laughs> the vibes are not here. It's vibeless food. It's fuck up. It's fucked up. Bro. It's vibeless food. It's just bro. some guy in there by Dude, himself. Fuck Sonny. Like- <laughs> Fuck Sonny. John went 180. Bro, so this fast. is ugly. I was like, you're I'll send you the photo, Jack. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying John was all like lecturing the Mike about looks dystopian, bro. <laughs> this it, this, this feels like Russia. You know what I mean? Like, nigga. Bro. It's, it's bro. I, I I googled if there are Jamaican ghost kitchens, and there are. And there's absolutely. one in Virginia. There's one in Virginia, and and and, and the it's, fucking lead says a Jamaican ghost kitchen has opened in Sterling. Sterling is a, is a city in Virginia. Grandpa Hank's Jamaican kitchen is serving oxtail and jerk chicken from O'Malley's Pub. What in oh, the fuck? No. <laughs> but is Grandpa Hanks the only Grandpa Hanks? Is Grandpa Hanks because you're not? If it's Grandpa Hanks, it seems like it's probably be nasty putting Jamaican Grandpa food. Grandpa in the name of a fictional restaurant. Dude, that's are, so are, wrong. Are, are Henry's a popular name in Jamaica? Like, is that just are they just making up this? <laughs> this is this is I don't like like I don't Grandpa like Mikael's Jamaican kitchen Jamaican food. Like that feels like that would be in a ghost ghost kitchen. You know what I mean? Like. If yeah. it's a this feels like that meme where it's like I do not like this, so I pretend I do not totally. See it. I'm just gonna, get it, but bro. it is nice to have Mendoza Seals in Long Beach. So. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, right. I don't want no motherfucking oxtail from an Irish pub. Bro. Period. Period. <laughs> I'll go there for some Period. shepherd's pie or some shit. But you, you serving me some goddamn curry goat from O'Malley's pub? <laughs> a Hell fucking no. beef patty from what, <laughs> nigga? That don't make no sense, nigga. That oxtail soup ain't gonna slap like it's supposed to. <laughs> you can have a motherfucker named Sheamus. <laughs> Goddamn cooking up my curry <laughs> peas and rice. Hell nah, nigga. Fucking you know, corn. Bro. They're giving you corned oxtail. <laughs> nigga. Cool corned beef oxtail. I don't trust corn none of that shit. Fuck. All right. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, I I know uh, all three of us have some thoughts about it. there's just no way to segue into this shit, but this Jonathan Major shit. You can't avoid it. A- fucking bummer on every level from uh what may or may not have actually happened to the discourse around it to everything else and i'll just start out by saying this it is very bothersome to me and i have a lot of friends posting shit like this on the internet that people are acting like it's an act of solidarity racially to doubt the the words of a woman saying she's been abused and I, that really bothers the fucking hell out of me. But I have had so many friends retweeting people saying stuff like, I'm going to give him the same benefit of the doubt that the media gave these other white actors or whatever. It's like, God Like damn, Johnny Depp bro. or some shit? Like, I don't, yeah, like, I don't know. The whole shit is just like, it's just... Ugh. I, it, I literally kept me off the internet all weekend because I just saw like six things my friends were retweeting. I was like, let me get the fuck out of here, bro. Go play with my kids. Yeah, it's... um. I, I haven't spoken on that on Twitter because I feel like so so many people are just not are just missing the whole fucking point, right? I feel I feel like for one, I don't think it's really my space because I'm I'm not someone who's been a victim of that shit. I think that you know times like this, we got to give the floor to you know people who have been through that shit. Um, 
there was like a recent development where where um, Jonathan Majors' lawyer released a statement saying that that the the, the woman is going to recant her statement and and all that and is, and the people and it's like a whole lot of people are like yes exoneration see this is what I'm telling y'all about and that shit doesn't mean anything to me bro. Mm-hmm. Um, Artist video one, evidence though. Artist video evidence, and I don't know. They don't know if she, it was her that it got the. It might have been the taxi driver that because because apparently he was in a taxi. People were saying that she looked at his phone, saw that it was a um a woman he was texting to, and then he responded to her trying to grab his phone. And the taxi driver um may be the person that called nine one one, maybe not her. So there's a lot of different questions about this. So if there's evidence in that way, bro, there's no, you know, she can recant that. But you know, I mean, he's an abuser. She may be fa- afraid. I mean, if he's a, if, if what he was doing yeah. is true, you know what I mean? Like, um, she she went to the hospital with bruises and lacerations. Come on, G. right? So, I'm, I mean, so so like I said, the recanting doesn't fucking move the needle for me at all because I mean, this is a dude who is being anchored to the biggest fucking franchise in Hollywood for the next five years. Mm-hmm. This is a dude who they are entrusting to give the multiple billion dollar movies over the next five years, right? The people behind this man, they can make shit like this go away. You know what I mean? So so that really doesn't mean shit to me. Um, we've seen plenty of people who have ran in Jonathan Major's circle come out and say that, yeah, he th- this isn't anything new. This is his reputation. This is who he is. So, I mean, look, my whole thing is this. I don't know these motherfuckers. And I have no problem just not fucking Same with a celebrity anymore. Right. Right? Like, I was I was, I was, was with everybody. It was a feel-good story. I was like, yeah, this this young man came out of relative obscurity and is now in, a fucking A-lister. Good for him. Bro, I don't need to fuck with this dude anymore. I don't know that motherfucker. If, if he's an abuser, which all signs point to, then it's fuck him. It's that easy, dog. Never trust a nigga that don't get his hairline, dog. You feel me? <laughs> Can't trust a nigga. Trust him, nigga. Can't trust a nigga with some dirty boots and no hairline, nigga. Can't trust a nigga doing push-ups with a widow's peak. You feel what I'm saying? Bro, he had us breaking rules, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Some of these old rules were not for our betterment. Some were. You know what I mean? Some they were. They were wisdom. Some were, they were wisdom hey, my mama told me, from the elders. keep a fresh cut, keep some clean shoes, nigga. That's a trustworthy nigga. You know what I mean? We don't trust black um, men with no facial hair either. So, hey, man. I think one other comment I made to y'all that I feel comfortable talking about on the pod that I do think goes across uh, all races when you're just talking about men in America is I said he he's a guy who used to be a dork who's now super popular and considered very attractive. And I said, so, of course, he's a terrible person. Yeah, <laughs> man. We all yeah. thought I know. St- <laughs> Cheek bone to cheek bone, shawty, bro. We saw that. You know, he made it out of that nose, bro. He had some scars, nigga. <laughs> you feel me? You you don't carry that nose around in middle school and high school and not get your ass fried, bro. You know? Fuck that nigga, bro. Yeah, hey, fuck him, man. It is what but it I, is, dog. But, but my my point was there is like, and and this is part and parcel with the whole incel um craziness is this like people who turn rejection who take rejection and turn it into seeing women as the enemy markers or measurements or yes an opposing force or something and i do think that can manifest itself in ways that are 
annoying but not so scary like just you know uh, certain musicians you can maybe talk about whatever else but it's also on the all the other way over to people who are really violent or who do you know th- these horrible things or whatever so I do think that's a common thing, though, like, again, across not just, like, any individual group of people, but, like, men in this country in particular, it does seem to be, like, if you've experienced shame or rejection or something, that it metabolizes into this kind of darker, you know, part of a personality or whatever. So, I, that honestly, that was my first reaction when I heard it was, like, anytime I see a bunch of headlines, they're like, this person used to be a nerd, and now everyone's thirsting after him it's like ah i don't the human brain is not meant to go through that transformation i don't know bro <laughs> yeah that's a good rule of thumb there <laughs> i hate to say it but it's a fact but i mean bro, like we regardless of what happens you know like tyler spoke to the fact that he got some you know dudes he sees that they're making a lot of money off of his personage you know what i mean who he is you know what i mean and regardless of what what happens in the, in, in, in the, when it comes to the law and if he goes to, you know, if, if he's convicted of anything or whatever or he considered or that they say he actually did it or not, whatever, bro, we know what the fuck happened. We know what happened. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I personally cannot support that shit at all, dog. Flat the fuck out, man. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like, was- I mean, that, that, you know, that's just, we, the, the evidence is all there. You know what I mean? She went to the hospital for last races, like Tyler said. You know what I mean? There's people within his circle are speaking to things he's done. There's people that, there's tweets that are coming up that people were afraid to say his name and now are saying, this is who I was speaking to. You know, that ha- that have connections with him. Hey, man. Yeah. Believe what and you want. Believe what you want. But like, yeah, bro. Like, I just. Bro. It's, and, it's, and not, it's, it's not rocket science here. You know yes. what I mean? It's not, a, not difficult. And out. it's it's folks putting themselves out there saying, yes, I will stand on on the fact that this is who he is. This is who right. he's been for years. These are dudes who are in the industry. Like you go to their you go to their Twitter page, you see writer for HBO. Such IMDb and such and such. niggas, right? You know, what right? I'm yeah, like these are dudes with skin in the game who are saying, yes, I can stand on this because I know it's a fact. So. So yeah, that was like the most damning part of it to me because you can say you can you know do the whole little bullshit. Ah, well, the, you know, there's no concrete evidence, whatever the fuck. For one, I, I think that you know people get falsely accused very rarely you very know, rarely we very rarely the numbers it the numbers happen, speak to that very rarely Num- yes. numbers speak and, and, to that right and and then and then just for you know multiple people to come out and say yeah that's who he is it's like yeah yeah okay yeah I, it was I, it was grand opening grand closing you yeah, got a good yeah, run yeah 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 i i have friends who have been saying and i know that we're going to get people who respond to this saying this so i i think i i think it's a good point i think it's worth driving home so I, i'll just ask you guys you know there's people who will say um. Oh, you. You know, because he's a black man, everyone's going to be faster to jump to assuming that he's guilty. Uh, and like I said, I have people retweeting this shit about Mel Gibson and, and you know whoever else. And we know how biased the criminal justice system is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what I feel like you guys are saying is like this has nothing to do with any of that shit. This is what your eyeballs and brain is telling you about what you're reading. But you know, what's your response to that? People saying like, oh, we're so quick to throw away. A promising young black creator, something like that. I agree I so with many, that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to say, of course, there are discrepancies when, in regards to that. For sure. Um, I, 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 I just hate that we fucking bring that shit up when we want black people to get the same fucking leniency for for committing atrocities that that white people do. 
that's not the type of equality I want, dog. Period. I don't want fuck right. I, I don't want mother. I don't want to be fucking as evil and as vile as some white guys who got off the hook. That's not my fucking you know perception of what equality or equity is, whatever the fuck. So so no. Nah, and and for one, with Jonathan Majors, this is a very unique situation with him because everyone was saying he was attacking black masculinity during those photo shoots when you know he was wearing like pink feather boas and shit, mm-hmm. right? But now all of a sudden, you you know everyone's you know those same motherfuckers are are fucking you know averting course. He was once the the enemy the main you know fucking attacker of black masculinity now because you know their speculation that he's been violent to women now they're all behind him and so so all that shit is bullshit bro like fuck i fuck all that noise i mean like like tyler said i agree with those statements you made you feel me but dog man I'm going to call a fuck nigga a fuck nigga around here, whether you're white, black, green, or purple, nigga. That's a fuck nigga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I can't support that shit. Period. <clears throat> all right. That's all the time we got for Jenkins and Jones. Um, we did not. Uh, Jackson says the chat's a little quiet tonight, but for everyone listening on Amp or elsewhere going forward, um, you know, uh, come ask us some shit in the chat. You know, we'll answer it. We definitely want to hear from you guys uh, future episodes. So come hang out with us. We're recording live, uh, which we have been and will continue to be doing here on the Amazon Amp application. That's all the time we got. We'll be back on Thursday. Bye. Thursday. Bye. Bye. Wednesday. Wednesday live. We'll live be back on Wednesday, Wednesday live, baby. But yeah, Wednesday. The pot will be dropping on Thursday. Bye. Bye, Bye. again. <laughs> <laughs>